Hello and welcome to episode number 80 of the Chris Knott podcast. Today's show is going to be titled, What's Your Relationship Like With Training? I've been writing this one in my head for a while and kind of interview myself in a weird way as there's been a lot of things that have um, provoked from some thoughts and things that I wanted to talk about and share and things that I generally think might be helpful for, for certain listeners. I know the demographic through my analytics is mainly personal trainers, but this is very much for somebody who is involved in the fitness industry, this podcast, but it doesn't have to be necessarily a trainer. It could be someone who just really, really in, enjoys training. And what I'm looking to explore today is the mindset, behavioral patterns, and the way we look at our own training behaviors and ultimately our beliefs towards training and whether it actually is for our benefit or to our detriment, so whether it can actually make us unhappy. Um, I'll be sharing my own experiences. I'll be talking about things that have worked for me in the past and things that haven't, more so haven't. Um, and main thing is, is that I want to always, always give someone a call to action. So, you know, if you're walking, you're doing some cardio, you're listening to this, you know, I want you to think about how you can assess yourself from a personal perspective to better yourself. So you can think, right, these are the things I've listened to that podcast. Now I'm going to action something and now something in my life is going to improve. That's my goal here. So um, what I'm going to do is put the main things that I talk about and the main questions I want to ask um, you to ask yourself into note format. If you head over to www.chrisnotpt.com, you can download all the show notes for free with anything I mentioned so you don't have to make notes while you're walking or on a treadmill or doing whatever. Um, but the main thing is... is um, self-improvement and really looking at certain aspects and how can we maximize them so that's what today is going to be about i want you to listen to this but then take action for improvement because i've done a lot of um, like self-development i've read all the books i've read all the you know i've listened to all the motivational speeches on youtube you know before training when i'm walking around you know getting up however you know however early in the morning and i think that the biggest thing is that all the motivational hype in the world doesn't do anything unless you do so you have to have a, a call to action and immediately if you want to change and do something you need to do something and then make it into a habit so i'm not necessarily saying that you know everybody in the industry is unhappy and everybody's um, you know it's all negative it's all bullshit i'm not saying that at all but what i am saying is that i think that a lot of people will be able to relate to the stuff i'm going to speak about today especially in the world that we live in and the industry that we're in so let's get started the biggest thing that i've had recently like revolutionary with training is that i got to a sticking point in my training myself where i competed in a strongman competition uh in, in april april of this year just gone uh, and there was a point in the in the competition midway through where i had this moment where i was like i'm done with this i'm done with this i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to finish this competition i'm fed up i think i'm fed up of weights i think i'm fed up of all this and i'd religiously done this for four years and it was for what i could say tempestuous years of injuries and uh, lack of progress and putting pressure on myself and obsessing about numbers um and i just got to this point in the competition where i was like yep i'm i'm done i, I can't be asked doing this anymore um and then I go through a very a busy period with my um, business and very, very busy period in my personal life. Loads of things going on. And for the first time, training 
you know, for the first time in, in since I can remember, training took a huge backseat. And this really made me question who I was because I'm like, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a coach. And the thing that I get people to do hasn't taken priority in my life anymore. And I was really worried. I was thinking, am I cheating myself? Am I not being true to who I am? Am I a fraud, like a charlatan who's telling people to, um, you know, do something that I don't do? Because I just couldn't physically follow a structure. And I'm a very, very, very meticulous person in a lot of areas of my life. And I have to follow a plan. I get a lot of satisfaction of the following a plan. I'll always write 12-week programs and, and try and get through them. And I need structure. I can't just train off the cuff. I know a lot of people who can, but I, I can't do that. And it started to you know drive me a little bit mad. But I, I couldn't do anything otherwise because of the situation I was in. Life gets in the way. And I know this might sound a bit of a tangent, but I obsessed in my early years about program design. Like program design is the way forward. You need to always have the best program. You need to look at this, this, and this. But program design isn't anywhere near as important or relevant as lifestyle management in terms of stresses, in terms of your your mindset toward things, in terms of how you deal with obstacles and getting around them. Um, and this is something you need to develop just as much as you need to develop your own um, you know, knowledge of the industry. So in terms of like structuring sessions and periodization, it's the relationship you have with yourself. And the reason why this is absolutely critical, the reason why this is essential is because this energy that you emit, this confidence, this kind of self-assurance of you know what you're doing is what you give to your clients. You know, if you're turning up to your session and you're a little bit sheepish and you're a little bit tired, clients can pick up on that. And it's your conviction to what you do and knowing the self-assurance of this is what I do. I don't have to train today because this is this is going on or I need to do this or I need to do that. It's that which is infectious where they go, right, I train with this person because they're a badass and they know what they're, they're doing. So what happened was is I, I, I lost all direction. I was, you know, doing all types of different training, <laughs> doing bits of bodybuilding. Uh, I was doing bits of, um, you know, a little bit of strongman, a little bit of powerlifting, a little bit of kettlebells, everything, just doing a, just a crazy different variety of training, which was nice because it was a different stimulus and I wasn't used to doing it. And I, you know, I was getting a little bit of, um, you know, different kind of, uh, you know, training responses, uh, but I didn't feel like I was being true to my own identity. And we need to have identities in this industry. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't go from like, okay, I'm doing CrossFit. Okay, now I'm doing a powerlifting meet. And now I'm going to do get on stage. Some guys can do that. You know, some guys and girls that do have the capabilities to do that. But you do generally need an identity. And this lack of identity was really worrying me because I was like, you know, what am I? You know, I really need, I've, I've always based myself on a strength coach and now I'm not even strength training. So yeah, it was a, a real, real massive reassessment of my whole kind of views on on training and my thought process through this and what I kind of what um the, the what I went through in terms of getting to the other side was so liberating that I just wanted to put it into an audio format to share it with people because you know might listen to you goes you know Chris I'm cool I, I'm happy with what I do I'm really really um satisfied with the structure of my training and what I do I'm cool but I do think there might be people out there who go you know what I I, I need to do the same as you which is reassess why you are doing what you're doing you know if you're in the world of aesthetics if you're a you know physique athlete or you're a strength athlete how much enjoyment do you get out of your sessions how many times do you go into the gym and beat yourself into the ground and having to complete your logbook and 
do you get that kind of fulfillment of yes that was the accomplishment that i went into the session today and i'm i don't want to be pessimistic and i will go into this in more detail later on in, in the podcast about people who are smashing it and doing really really well i work with tons of those people like my colleagues are all very very motivated people but i'm just talking about all factors aside or you know doesn't matter how strong you are doesn't matter how good you look do you enjoy the way you train do you enjoy the feeling of it do you enjoy the process of it are you absolutely in love with you can't wait to get in there warm up lift the weights or are you going through that process of here we are again i've got to do this i've got to do that because you may have created a monster in regards to your social media avatar that's just something i'm putting out there uh, you know i don't want i'm not this is any way shape or form calling people out but the danger we live in now is that we create this kind of persona in an in in you know in cyberspace of how we should be and we try to motivate other people the general population or, or fellow personal trainers we fall into the trap of what happens when it all comes to a massive halt and you go oh shit i don't feel like that anymore which can happen and i'm not saying that you i'm not saying for a second that you shouldn't you know put stuff out there when you are feeling really good by all means you should do that but I think that, you know, I've come across, I've just purely because not just for myself, but I've come across people in the past as well who just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So it's just something to think about. And anyway, so in my own story, what I did is I went completely back to the drawing board and I asked myself the question, and this is what I, you know, I'd ask, I'd get all of you to ask yourself is that how would you train knowing all the information that you know now? if you were to go back to the beginning and start again so forget every single weight you lifted forget the shape of your physique forget the your pbs you know everything forget all that just take every single piece of knowledge that you know now say you started completely afresh like you've never touched a weight before you would never been in a gym before how would you train and this is the question that i asked myself and what i realized is is that i thought you know my foundations just aren't strong enough or I haven't built a foundation of stability and technique which warrants putting any more load on. So when I say I went back to the beginning, I went right back to the beginning. I went back to, right, I'm going to master the three compound lift lifts, uh, power lifts. I'm going to do squat, bench, deadlift. I'm going to train three times a week. I'm going to use a basic linear slash undulating, which don't get me started, but linear-ish program. And I am going to use form to the max if it doesn't feel perfect i'm not going to lift it i don't want to turn to one of those people who's talking about the form police but i just come from a background of lifting really poorly like when i first started training my technique was so fucking bad it was awful because i just was so desperate to get strong i was so desperate to lift heavier weights i'd be like yep that went okay next you know bait completely snapped my spine in half just to get the butt the bar off the floor in a deadlift as soon as i stood up yep that was fine add more weight that's my approach and i would never ever ever want someone to do that and this unbelievable yearning to get stronger, even though it's like, it's admirable. Yes, you have desire. Yes, you are determined, but you're doing things wrong. And this is what, the more I've educated myself, the more I realize that, you know, do I have the right stability there? Um, should my foot be there? Should my knee be there? Should, you know, am I bracing enough? And you have to, have to, have to, have to leave your ego at the door. You just have to get rid of it. And it is so essential that this happens. And this is my, you know, one, if you know, I'm going to list them. But one of my biggest messages in this podcast is, is that for training longevity and, um, you know, to get 
total fulfillment out of this industry, you need to literally let go of all ego completely because again, this isn't pessimistic. It's just the way that the world works is that, you know, I might train for the next five years and get pretty strong. I could then, someone could go up to me and say, here's a clip on YouTube of a 16 year old Chinese girl front squatting your back squat max for five reps. That could happen. There's no, it's not unlikely to happen. You can't have an ego in this industry if you want to do it with fulfillment. That's the way I see things. You know, if someone wants to disagree with me that, you know, ego is what drives you and drive, you know, the drive that gets you, you know, to high places and achieve things, then, then all well and good. But I, you know, I've, I train and work with people who are very, very high achievers. They've won competitions. They've worked, they've they've competed at world class standards in different th sports, so strength sports, physique sports, you name it. They've had incredible levels of discipline, and I personally think that it's humility, is which is the foundation of drive. Because if you're always trying to beat somebody else, I think that's a negative connotation, and eventually negativity catches up on you eventually that drive to just be better than someone even though it is a positive drive to get you forward it's not going to take you forward past a certain uh, point because you always hold that baggage of what just wanting to beat someone i'm not for one second saying we shouldn't be self-competitive uh, so should we we shouldn't be competitive i just ruined my own point then but we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be competitive but we should only be competitive within ourselves but have the fucking common sense to never push yourself past the point of doing anything which isn't safe. And this can be in any field. You know, I love strength training. I love powerlifting and, and uh, strongman. But this can be adding weight to the bar if you're a powerlifter. It could be doing another medley if you're a strongman. It could be reducing the amount of calories if you're a bikini athlete. It could be taking a little bit more steroids if you're a bodybuilder. You know, these things that become unsafe, we are blinded by them when we're in competition with somebody else. When we have our ego in check and we really, really assess what we want in life and why the fuck we're doing this, which is just personal development, you'll then take a step back and go, you know what, I need to do this properly because there's doing things the right way and there's doing things the fast way, which is one of what my... Uh, um, one what, something one of my clients who trained with me for years and years and years said to me, he said, you know, you can do things right, you can do things quickly. And I think when we bypass patience just to get ahead of ourselves, whether it's to beat someone, win a competition, or just to look like the biggest or strongest person on Instagram, then the danger sits in. And the reason why I say this is that I'm coming from a point of, in the four years that I was trying to do strongman competitions, I was thinking, I want to be the best in the world. I want to win world's strongest man. But I hadn't focused on, are my foundations absolutely solid where I can even warrant thinking about that? And when you overstep your goal, there's nothing wrong with having incredibly um, lofty goals. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you overstep the mark and your ego is so inflated, you don't actually have the common sense to realize where you are, that's when you start to do dumb shit. And that's, you know, it's only going to regress. And this is what I talk about, what's your relationship like with training? Just like a relationship like is like with a person, because we've all known that person who's, you know, started seeing someone, it's all whirlwind and things are going really, really quick, but you're looking at their partner and you're thinking, hmm, they're probably not the best for them. You know, I can see this person's going to break their heart um, because, you know, they're going so fast and, you know, they want to move in, they want to get married and all this type of stuff. And you're thinking, this isn't going to end well. And that relationship that we can have with other people is very, very similar to the relationship we can have with ourselves in regards to something. You know, are we when we go gung-ho, all or nothing with, with, with training and we prioritize it over everything and we have to do it, 
we have to eat um you know at certain times we have to give up family time we have to give up all this type of all these different areas you know that's when i think this relationship is it positive is negative or is having a negative impact on something because everything can self-implode and some people are fortunate some people aren't is that sometimes the family will stick with you through thick and thin sometimes they won't sometimes the family aren't there anymore you know i think that you know there was times in my career and you know i'll talk about the career side of things a little bit more often where i prioritize work over everything else, over you know, my family, my downtime, everything, and ultimately, even you know, just through working smarter, which you know I, I like to think I do now, I realize that you don't ever have to be as busy, anywhere near as busy as you think you have to be. And looking back, you know, my uh, my my granddad passed away last year, he passed away at the age of ninety-one, which is a really really good innings, but he was completely completely compassmentous up until the age of ninety-one. I think to myself. Did I need to be in the gym all that time? Did I need to work all those hours? Did I need to, not necessarily study, but did I need to put all that em- emphasis into um, how I appear, or, or, you know, on the internet or into internet content, which could have been spent, you know, with a five-minute phone call to him or, you know, just going around to the house for 15 minutes and saying hello. These are the things that you've got to ask yourself. And, you know, I, I'm completely cool. I've got a lot of closure in the fact that he's passed away, but I just if I could reach one person and they had a relative, a a sibling, a parent, a grandparent, you know, who is still around and they could say, you know what, not that I'm not going to go to the gym today, but I'm going to prioritize really speaking to that person before I do it. And they're going to be my priority before I do my training or anything. If you can do that and change their day and make a difference in their life, that to me would be incredible because this is, again, it's part of the message is that there is more to life than training. Training is a tool. It's a component of your, you know, lifestyle, which has the ability to improve you through physical training, you know, through physical, um, you know, physical development. It's a tool, you know, it's, it's a component of life. It is not your life. It is not everything. You know, you may have friends, family, spouses, parents who are in fitness as well. And that will make your, that will, uh, you know, um, increase the amount of exposure you have to the fitness industry didn't really word that right but but is it you know is that it still doesn't mean that this defines you who you are you still have downtime you still have relaxation time you still have different components to your life but if you let this energy or this this factor in your life completely consume you if it falls down you don't have anything else and again this isn't pessimistic it's just a wake-up call is that do you have a good relationship or is it borderline obsessive where you it's everything in your life? So again, I'm not, I don't want people to go away and think, oh, listen to this podcast, I'm not going to train anymore. It's the opposite. I want people to train as much as they possibly can. I want people to progress and, and I want people to, you know, be hitting PBs and listen to podcasts and thinking, you know, it's really improved my outlook on things. But most of all, are you happy? You know, is this thing that you're doing making you happy and if you think yes it is fine then cool you know that's absolutely fine but if you have those suspicions or you ever have done you know what i'd say is are you training now like you would if you completely started again as is your ego getting the best of you that some of the last year i read some incredible books which i'd highly highly recommend all by a guy called ryan holiday and they're all about stoicism so you had the daily stoic you had the ego is the enemy and there was another one which I'll just get up now. Um, 
the obstacle is the way which the obstacle is the way even though i couldn't remember it funnily enough is one of the best books i've read and that with the ego is the enemy and the daily stoic it will really transform your your outlook and your mindset towards not just trading but everything and you know it's something that's really improved my ability to not be so upset when i'm not progressing in the gym because we hold it so precious to us so the second thing that i'm going to go into and is still on topic but it's more so um you know again it's, it's aimed at personal trainers but it is towards the general population it can be applied to anyone is are you a martyr to um to you to your basically your your trade or your or your practice or whatever you do because one thing that i realized and it was just i was i was walking home yesterday first let me set the scene so i'm walking home yesterday i'm um i've just done a 14 and a half hour day and this isn't like oh boohoo you know poor me but i just done a very very long day at work and i don't do them anymore i really don't i hate if that sounds lazy but i don't really do much um uh, many days past eight hours now and i know there'll be personal trainers listen to this and you don't have to be a personal trainer you can be in any industry and you work yourself into the ground you get up at five o'clock and you'll be in the gym at half five six and then you'll be in the gym and you go home and you'll cook you'll listen to a podcast you'll do some program design you go back in the gym train three or four clients you come home it's eight half eight nine o'clock and you do that week in week out um you know 40 sessions a week and you do that for years on end and that can be in anything like it doesn't have to be training it can be in an office job it can be whatever you do i think that we become martyrs to this and we think we need to do this because then we're hardcore and then we'll have the respect from others and then we can say you know i've done this i deserve something well here's the reality of things if you work that hard or perceive work or you just do hours that long you're never going to have the time that you should do to, for personal development in terms of educating yourself or creating a passive income um, to get out of that lifestyle. So then that lifestyle is all that you know and this creates a monster and a vicious feedback loop where you can't get out of it because you don't know how and you don't have the financial abilities to do it. You also create such a physical um, deficit that you you then, it'll bring down all of the commodities of your life. And I remember when again this is just exploring my own mindsets i you know i used to listen to um conor mcgregor talks and think you need to be talking about i am obsessed i will achieve this i will work harder than anybody else and this was my mindset for so long and i i, I was i was obsessed with being obsessed i wanted people to look at him and go fuck he works hard oh my god that guy's so hardcore oh my god it's it's half four and he's at the gym already and he's just trained six clients and now he's going to train again he trains twice a day that is a very um it's it's borderline it, it, it could be described as impressive okay yeah, yeah. It, it is impressive by any sh- you know it shows you determined it shows an incredible worth worth work ethic but it's not smart it's not smart in the slightest and i'm not calling anybody um out i'm calling myself out i'm this is a the, i'm recording a podcast that i would have loved to hear when i was waking up at four in the morning going to train and then not eating because i didn't have time literally having a shake and then training six clients back to back thinking this is what's going to make me a world champion it's fucking not at all you know and this is again this is the message i want to say to you is that there is no reward in running yourself into the ground you are going to physically be you know 
absolutely exhausted. You're going to be mentally exhausted. You're going to be snappier. You're not going to be recovering. And the more I learn about physiology, the more I realize what colossal fuck-ups I was making. So one thing that I've started to develop now, or one thing I'm going into, is looking at blood panels. So I get clients to take blood panels, and I'll send them off, and I'll consult with my functional medicine specialist, and he'll, t- he'll say, like, look at this, look at these markers. And it's not necessarily about um you know hormones it's about everything it's about enzymes in the blood it's about uh, is about hormones definitely but it's about proteins and things like that so we're looking at markers that look at inflammation we're looking at markers that are looking at cortisol testosterone production kidneys uh, liver and i am i've literally just scratched the surface with this it's very very new to me but this is what i've always wanted to do and this started to this triggered the thought of Jesus fucking Christ, apologies to anyone who's Christian, um, what must have my, my blood work and what must what state must my body have been in when I was running myself into the floor? You know, when I was waking up at four o'clock, going to the gym, having very having a big, you know, a huge, huge coffee and then like a Java stim or two Java stims, getting off my face to train, listen to aggressive music lifting numbers which i just programmed linearly i didn't go by how the weight felt i went by i'm gonna lift this weight no matter what how my joints would have been you know then not eating or eating like a protein shake eating on the go causing myself you know digestive stress and then training again and then again doing like a higher volume session in the afternoon using stimulants for that then having a shake then going to bed you know, training more people, then reading, doing a, a post for Facebook, and then going to bed. And I used to do that quite a lot. And funnily enough, I didn't really ever progress that much in the gym. Yeah, you know, here and there, the weights, you know, the weight would go up, and here and there, you know, you put on a bit of muscle, but you know, I accumulated over years and years of doing it, but didn't ever really progress. Honestly, didn't really. You know, I lifted okay weights, but got more injuries and niggles than I did progress in the gym, considering how much time I invested into it. And I think this one of the scariest things you could see as a as a male and, and a female. This is a very, this is a gender neutral podcast, male and female. But one of the scariest things I think you could see as a guy is look getting blood blood uh, work back and seeing your testosterone in the ground. Um, and I think that would have a huge psychological impact. You know, whether it's placebo or not, it would have a huge psychological impact on someone because of the associations that. Um, testosterone has with so many different positive physical uh, features so you know like confidence uh, mood um, you know sexual performance all those type of things and the reality was if I'd done my bloods at that time I know everything would have been fucking tanked and I would have looked at it and gone right you're training to be strong man you're training to do this you're training to do that and you've got virtually no testosterone you know I'm not saying that you know, that didn't actually happen but um, it wouldn't have surprised me and now I think that because I will, I will be getting my bloods done next year because um, doing six months periods. But I think to myself, how would I live my life if I got the results back and it were terrible? And I'd look at the certain factors, look at things that I need to do. That's how everybody should live their life. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like I would need to do anything special. It's that's how everybody should design everything you know that's how you should live not because your testosterone's in the floor or your estrogen's fucked up or you're not having a cycle or you know all these things are going on you should always live like that because it's healthy it'll make you happy you'll be you'll be an all-round better person to contribute to the world genuinely 
So what am I talking about? I'm talking about getting sleep. Um, this is a, a Stan Efferding quote, and I was very, very fortunate to interview Stan. If you go on the podcast, it's Vertical Diet One, check it out. Um, and he put a quote in the Vertical Diet book, which says, um, getting up early to do morning cardio um, and missing sleep, basically, is like stepping over $100 bills and picking up pennies. He, he fucking nailed it. I wish I'd come up with that, but I didn't. But the um, you know he nailed it there. And these things where we, we, we don't prioritize recovery and we, we byproduct things because we want to be hardcore, we want to be the most hardcore person on the internet, it's just nonsensical. It really isn't. It really, it really is. It doesn't make any sense to sacrifice sleep duration and quality for getting up and doing something which is catabolic, which every form of training is. Every form of training is catabolic. And I've done, you know, I've done the podcast which uh, on stress management techniques, and I spoke about there about how we need a balance of um, brain waves and we need a balance of theta states, delta states in comparison to, you know, alpha and, and beta or beta more specifically. And it's not just that, you know, we need we need an we need an even balance of uh, cat, 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 uh, catabolism, easy for me to say, and anabolism. We need to rest. We, it needs to be yin and yang. And I think that the emphasis on the yang is or the yin, whichever way around it is, I think it's yang, um, is where people come into play because we we create this this persona on online where we want to be hardcore or we want to be so determined, but you need to look at it from balance. You need to reassess your your patterns. You need to reassess, um, you know, are you happy when you're training? What would you do if you if nobody was watching? Would you still train the same? Would you still add low to the bar? Are you glorifying things that are detrimentally um, potentially detrimental to your health in order to achieve something which is just um, which is just going to give you gratification or, or minimal gratification or short term gratification, I should say, because you will then boost your own persona in front of other people. You, as, as corny as it sounds, you need to do this for you. This journey uh, in the fitness industry or the, the journey of self-development needs to be one which contains no ego. It needs to be one that contains patience and longevity and looking at things long term. Because I broke things down and I was like, fuck me, you're a dick, you know, to myself. <laughs> you know, if I say, you know, I started training weights probably at the age of 21, so I'm 28 now. And 21 years old was when I'd say I probably, you know, I'd say, I'd say 20 years old when I started barbell training. So not circuit training, not, um, you know, not press up, sit ups, or like the actual barbell training. And I think I probably could do, you know, deadlift 100 kilos then. So we're talking eight years ago. Now, when I used to write 12 week programs, I used to try and put anywhere between 10 and 20 kilos on per 12 week cycle. Now, if you're a strength athlete, or you are, you know, you into strength training, but whatever your, um, whether your level is, doesn't matter if you're a beginner, baseline, intermediate, whatever. The realistic expectation in a 12-week cycle should be anywhere between 2.5 to 5 kilos, and that's not something that is scientific. That's something that I would say from experience is what you should expect to put on per 12 weeks on a bench press, squat, or deadlift. And do not try and improve the squat and deadlift exponentially at the same time so don't say right you know if it happens and it goes on then fantastic i'm not saying you can't do that but pick one of them where one of them you're going to go for intensity and one of them you're just going to absolutely smooth out the technique 
And this is when you get past the newbie game. So the, when you go into the next level of beginner. Now, I really believe regardless of what you do, whether you're bodybuilding physique, strongman powerlifting, obviously with these things, that strength training is the way forward because it gives you structure, discipline, and something to overload properly. Now, whether we want to go into that whole realm of active range and work for your mechanics, you know, let's not go into that for now, but picking something to overload. It doesn't matter what you do, what discipline you're in, you need a movement that you need to overload. But I'm talking about if you have that skill and you pick something from day one. So again, if you were to go back to when you started, and start from scratch if you were to pick that skill and you absolutely owned it owned it like a you know like just, just perfected this every the feeling the positioning you, just everything feels right if you do it then and then you look at per 12 week cycle you're gonna um, increase by five kilograms which is nothing it's very very achievable you don't need drugs to do that it'd be very very um, very very simple thing to do as long as you're consistent patient and did everything properly and recovered can you put five kilos on per 12 week cycle yes you could what does that equate to well that's simple it's 20 kilos a year so if you train for eight years that's 160 kilos so if i started off 100 based on perfect technique and overload you're talking about 260 kilos for a deadlift then you look at reality life getting in the way you divide that by you know you maybe talk about 80 to 90 percent it should be 220 to 240 kilos but with perfect technique everything doing right and everything getting stronger because remember barbell movements and this is something that i personally believe now they have the ability to make you really really big and strong or they have the ability to injure you and impact your everyday quality of way of life you know because you don't realize what this is such a high stimulus on the nervous system they they put so much load on our central nervous system and the way the brain thinks moving is normal and because that that stimulus is so high and such a threat it will rem it will remember that position so if you're squatting with a slightly flat foot um, and you're do adding vo uh, vo um, such volume to that, your brain is then going to remember that pattern and then you're going to walk with a slightly flat foot and it's going to be accentuated and suddenly you're going to have knee issues and then you're going to have knee issues just from simply walking and that's going to impact your squat and it's a vicious circle and this is again something that happened to me. So these movements have the potential to either make our lifestyles amazing and they give us strong and give us muscle or it has the other way around. So we need to lay foundations which are absolutely perfect and overload it patiently. And we never need to look and think, I should be at this stage, I should be at that stage because lifestyle factors, genetics and your mindset will impact this. What the objective of today is, is to tick one of those boxes and give you the mindset that makes sure that you always do things the right way, which is patience, no ego and properly. So I think that's a, um, like a good place to round up. And now I'm going to go for the call to actions of what I think that people should do. Um, it, it, if you want to lay, again, foundations for future happiness and make sure you stay in this, this game for the right reasons. Uh, and the number one thing is, are you happy in what you're doing? Is this, you know, do you get self-satisfaction with going to the gym? It's not like, is every session a 10 out of 10? I progressed today, I did amazing. But when you train, are you like, I'm doing this for the right reasons? Number two, does the training fit in nicely with your lifestyle? Do you have a good training balance? Do you train at times which, you know, do you do train, do you have a nice fam family balance? Sorry, start that one again. Do you train um, in balance with spending time with your family? You know, do you socialize with friends? You know, I'm not saying you have to go out and eat a pizza with them if you, you know, on a strict diet, but do you do stuff in balance which is coherent to having a good lifestyle? Like, are you happy with the quality of life and it's not a detriment due to training? Do you train the way you would 
you know, if you'd started again. So everything that you know now, if you were to start completely from the beginning, is that the way you're training? Because if you're not doing that, you are adding uh, overload and dysfunction to something um, that is going to eventually catch up with you. So I would always say you should always train in the manner that you would if you started again from scratch. And if you're doing a squat and you're back extending up, go back to basics, start again, reduce the load. If you're doing a deadlift and you have lower back doms for days afterwards and nothing in your glutes and hamstrings, go back to basics, start again. If you're doing bench press and you have quasimodo shoulders because one uh, shoulder pops up off the bench and it looks like Titanic sinking when you're trying to rack it, go back to basics, start again. Because if you don't, things, again, they do catch up with you over the time. Do you compare yourself to others? Do you go on, you know, social media, and let's just be frank, do you go on Instagram and think, oh, I want to be like that, or, oh, look at that guy, or fuck him, he's really strong, or fuck her, because she's really ripped. Do you do that? If you do, unfollow that person, or restrict your time on the internet, because this is negative connotations that you're building psychologically, you know, it, it's it's not going to end well in regards to, um, you know, constantly, you are more likely to put yourself at risk when you compare yourself to others. And the last one I think is that do you overwork yourself so you perceive to be a harder worker to others? And this is something again I was like so guilty of. And you know, if I were to show you my diary and if I was to show you the way I work now, you'd be like, okay, that's you know pretty chilled out. But I get ten times more work done working less than I did when I was trying to do, you know, eighty hour weeks. I'm not trying to sell you a book. I'm not trying to sell you any methods or anything like that. But by taking your foot off the pedal looking at things and assessing things from a logical point of view what do i need to do what needs to be done and what am i doing just to keep myself busy you know do i really need to train that client at that time do i really need to be training myself at that time how can i be a little bit smarter in order to organize my shit so i don't have to uh, do things that you know that are inconvenient like you know getting up at four o'clock and things like that um am i doing that don't be a martyr to you know, you um, to overworking yourself. Recovery is more important than the stimulus. You know, you can get so much response from it from the minimal, so the minimum uh, stimulus required. Um, Luke Lehman talks about this loads and loads of times. The guy from um, from Muscle Nerds. I did a podcast with him uh, last year, but he's done a recent one with RNT Fitness. If you check that podcast out, RNT Fitness, Luke Lehman, Muscle Nerds. What he talks about there is absolutely excellent. So if you want to listen to a podcast after this or, you know, you're looking for stuff to listen to, check that one out. Um, so, yeah, I'll just basically say, you know, be in this for you, but be the best you you can be. And I know that sounds as corny as fuck, but you know, reassess, make sure you're doing this for the right reasons and do things properly, do things without ego, and you'll be infinitely more happier. You will. You'll absolutely love going to the gym every time. You'll love training. You'll fall excuse me, burp down the microphone, that's nice, um, you'll absolutely uh, fall in love with training again, I really, I, you know, I almost guarantee you with, we will if you follow these things today, so to conclude, if you've been walking and you um, would like to, you know, um, kind of do this process yourself, so go through these actions, head over to www.chrisnotpt.com, uh, the show notes will be in there, you can download load those for free, I'll have links to anything that I've referenced in there um, and kind of the questions that I've put down as well. Um, thank you so, so, so much for listening. 
Um, if you haven't already, please hit subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review if you've liked this. If you haven't and said you've been chatting shit, leave that as well because all, all feedback is welcome. Always want to improve. If you want to hear from somebody on the podcast, a guest or uh, a topic, uh, DM me on Instagram and I will um, get in touch with that person and see if that can happen. But thank you so, so much for listening and have a fantastic day.